SheQuest podcast is heart-opening dialogues for self-identified women on a SheQuest, a movement moving forward, striving to live aware, bold, and whole. Welcome. Hi, SheQuest, and welcome to season two of SheQuest podcast guest series. I'm your host, Estelle Thompson, and this first month of podcast show is titled In the Flow, How Moving with Your Menstrual Cycle Can Empower Your Relationship with Yourself and Your Life. This is such an important series of podcasts because I believe women are not getting the support they need when it comes to knowledge beyond the mechanical aspect of their period. Um, So I'm really, really excited that this month we get to explore and dive deep in the magic, yes, I said the magic, of your menstrual cycle and body rhythms because it's there. And I want this series to be a flashlight into the holistic and soulful world of women's health. Um, I also have a sweet solo podcast about my own she story when it comes to my my hurdles with my cycle and hint, hint, she quests. When I started to tap into the wild power of my period, it was really a game changer. So make sure you do listen to that. Uh, but on today's episode, um, uh, today's episode is titled Fertility, Anxiety, and Menopause with Dr. Cassandra Conley. And Dr. Cassandra is a naturopathic doctor, a health advocate, and mother who is particularly passionate about working with people towards achieving optimal health and assisting them towards living their most vibrant and authentic self. Dr. Cassandra's life philosophy is simple and straightforward, and FYI, I love it. It goes like this. Consume real food, engage in real talk, create real connection. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Dr. Cassandra's practice is predominantly focused on women's wellness and fertility with additional specialized area in anxiety and menopause. And those are the three subjects. It's great that we're hoping to touch on today as well. And aside from medical practice, Dr. Cassandra is a busy mom whose passion include spending time with her son and husband exploring nature, experimenting in the kitchen and gardening and relaxing to country music with a glass of wine. Here, here. Hi, Dr. Cassandra. Hi, Estelle. How's it going? It's great. Oh, thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yay. Um, so because here on SheQuest, we, uh, it's really a program striving for us to try to live aware and bold and whole. I start all my shows with the question, what makes you feel alive today? So I'm asking you, what makes you feel alive today? I would say today waking up to the birds chirping outside my window, the sun shining after that cold fall day we had yesterday. It's true. And my three-year-old waking me up like he does every morning. Yay, those are all great things. (laughs) Um, So before we dive deep in our subject of fertility, anxiety, and menopause, I'd love it if you told us uh, just a little bit about yourself, uh, 
like personally and professionally, perhaps your own kind of she story, you know, in a nutshell, like your cultural upbringing and, and perhaps leading to the specific reason why I wanted you on here on the SheQuest podcast, um, how you came to be an expert in menstrual cycle. Okay, well, that's, that's a loaded question. But I, I will try and keep it to a little bit of a nutshell. I have a pretty unique story. Um, I'm originally from Nova Scotia. I grew up here until I was 10. And then I moved actually halfway across the world with my mom and my brothers um, when I was 10. And we lived in the Philippines till I was 18. Wow. Um, and then I moved back to go to high school and university um but it was really in the Philippines I would say that my love and passion for medicine became alive um I remember as a little girl my mother saying I would line up my Care Bears with my Fisher Price medical kit and I would perform <laughs> all these surgeries so my family knew from a young age I was probably called to be a doctor but I would say that the Philippines is really what ignited that and the reason being is uh, when we moved to the Philippines, we actually lived in the slums with the people. My mom went over to, as a teacher to open a school for underprivileged children. So for us, it didn't make sense to live in one of the kind of Americanized villages when we were working with um, poverty all day long. We wanted to be with the people, immerse ourselves in their culture. And so I firsthand at a very young age saw women um, doing everything from washing their laundry um, by hand to cooking to walking miles to get water to being the real matriarchs of the family. I thought as a, as a young woman myself, I thought, you know what, there has to be more support for women in general. Uh, I then decided to move back and go to high school and university and after my first year of university I hit a bit of a roadblock myself um, I took a pretty deep nosedive into the world of hormone imbalances and um, had a lot of anxiety myself so I decided to take two years off move back with my mom and that's when I think really the passion kind of grew into a big fire in the sense that I got invited to uh, work with midwives over there. Uh, it was a midwifery school that was owned by an American couple um, that was teaching American and Canadian midwives uh, midwifery in a third world country, basically. And from having grown up there, I knew the language, I spoke the language. So they had needed a translator for all the prenatal visits. And so I dove right in, uh, loved what I was doing. And within weeks, the owner came to me and she said, I think you want to get your hands a little bit, uh, a little bit more dirty. And uh, how, old, how old were you then? I was 18 then. What? Uh, incredible. Yeah. So it was a pretty amazing experience. I went from translating you know, hundreds of visits on a Monday morning in, you know, 44 degrees weather in a little village to delivering babies um, everywhere from in the in their little clinic to out in people's homes to up on the cliff of a mountain if a woman couldn't get down to a doctor. So I, I gained a lot of experience in those two years. And that's that was really the fuel under my bum that I needed to get going. So I came back home dove right back into, into uh, university, got into medical school, regular medical school, um, did a year of regular medical school and just felt that block again. And that's where I 
had to really take some time and reflect around what does medicine mean to me? What does health mean to me? And Mm -hmm. I knew after a year of regular medical school that uh, regular medicine was not the path I should go down. And so I withdrew from the program, um, enrolled in naturopathic medicine in British Columbia, went there for four and a half years, and then moved back to Nova Scotia and started practicing um, a little bit, almost a year now. So it's, uh, it's been quite a journey through different professions, and but I finally found my my spot and my niche in this world. And so I'm doing, I'm doing what I love. I had my own struggles with fertility, was kind of written off by the conventional system, told I would never have kids, had multiple miscarriages, had bouts of anxiety. And I just knew the regular healthcare system wasn't helping me the way I needed to. And I had to kind of take matters into my own hands. And so when I went into naturopathic medicine and started looking after myself in a more natural way, um, everything, everything got better. Uh, my anxiety disappeared after I checked my hormones and realized, you know, hormone levels were not where they were supposed to be. He successfully carried a baby to term and now have a three and a half year old. So I know <laughs> that natural medicine works and that's, that's really the drive and the passion behind um, why I love what I do and why I love supporting women. Oh, I love this so much and how I always get a kick out of, you know, our soul mission often, I mean, like uh, 99.9% of the time comes from a lack, you know, what we didn't get, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like you were talking about just your hurdles with fertility and miscarriages and how really you made, you know, by, you know, going through that yourself, which is really in Chic West, we call it, that's your she story, you know, and you made that your, the the lack in that you, you made that your, your, your mission. And now you're, you're following your calling essentially, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would say, I would say I, I'm definitely following my calling. I be able to wake up every day and love going to work even when you know sometimes I see upwards of 20 people a day one after another you know you a lot of people say to me well you must be exhausted you're listening to all these hormonal women's stories but everybody's everybody's story is different and everybody's story is interesting and I feel very privileged to be a part of their story and at the end of the day I always tell my patients I'm not the one that's going to get you better I'm simply here to help you navigate the roads yourself because our bodies have the ability to heal and you're the one that's going to get yourself better. Yeah. Oh, I got so much to ask you. Just incredible. Um, so is that um, what women most often come to you with? Is it fertility issues? Is that it? Uh, it really stems from anywhere. I, I tend to see in clinic anywhere from the onset of menstruation. So, you know, your typical adolescent female to menopause there's a few men that trickle in here when they're women you know pull them in and their wives are like you're coming whether you want to or not um, <laughs> there's a few men that come and there are a few a few children I see in the beginning I thought it was going to work a lot with pediatrics um but just having my own own child I think it's just sometimes too close to home um yeah. as well as the fact that um pediatrics is just another whole whole style of practicing so it would I feel like I'd have to be going in between two styles of practicing so I find that I shine um really around the ages of like 18 to 55 is kind of a kind of the age group I like which is a big broad range but 
really encompasses all of the PMS, all of the fertility, all of the menopause. So I, I started off just wanting to do, you know, women's health. And interestingly enough, people will come in and say, Oh, I've been sent to you because I heard you're the fertility specialist, or I got sent to you because I heard you're the PMS specialist. So it's interesting, those little rumors that get sent out there into the universe. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's the age I see. And that's kind of the topics I see anything around women's health, if it has to do with your hormones, which 99% of women's health does, um, then I, I am the one that sees you for that. And so let's stick with that for a minute. Um, when let's say when women come to you with fertility issues, is that where you go straight away? You go to um, like their hormonal like map, or how um, could you maybe elaborate just a bit on that? So an initial visit with me is a seventy-five minute visit. So that's where we go through everything from what is your past medical history to were you born by c-section were you born by a vaginal birth you know a lot of women don't even realize their own uh chemical makeup their own medical health background can stem from the health background of their mother so we we stem we kind of go that way a little bit um and then we touch on everything from your stress levels do you have anxiety um what's your digestion like you know, do you poop every day? What kind of food do you put in your body? What's your spiritual practice? The thing I love about naturopathic medicine that is lacking in the in the conventional medical world is we view your body as um, an intricate dance. It's a dance between hormones. It's a dance between um, your emotions. It's a dance between your spiritual practice, uh, your physical practices in terms of exercise and what do you fuel your body with in terms of nutrients. So you're not a machine where you know your head is one piece and your heart's another piece and it's not divided into organs it's very individualized holistic care so a lot of the times women will come and if they've never seen a naturopathic doctor before they they're almost taken aback when i ask them like well, what do you do for stress management and you know do you believe in a higher power what are what is your soul rituals every single day things like that because that those matter so much in how we have the ability to shift our chemical makeup, how we have the ability to shift our hormones based on how we think, um, what our messages are to ourselves. Do we have negative self-talk? Do we not have negative self-talk? So it's to answer your question, it's a very, it's a very information packed 75 minutes um, of really everything. Um, And then it goes in depth from there. Then we look at testing your hormones. We look at, have you had blood work done recently? People that have come to me from, you know, assisted reproductive techniques or have done IVF and things like that, they tend to bring all their paperwork with them and want a second opinion. And we go through that with a fine tooth comb. So it's it's a few visits before we get to the bottom of most of it. And then we, we kind of progress from there based on what each individual needs. This is, I need to come see you, I think. <laughs> uh, you've become my new best friend because all this stuff you're saying, the soul rituals and this self-awareness, I think that a lot of women, and I don't want to say lack because I think it's 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 there. We just need to wake it up, you know, and to be like, what is it that you believe in and what is it that you want to feel are not questions that we ask 
you know, on a daily basis. And I, I so believe we must, <laughs> um, and in that way, just to live a much more intentional, you know, life. Um, but, and, and to, I mean, stress management, when you said that, I was like, this is so huge. How, like as a yoga teacher, you know, people do not know how to breathe, never mind how to breathe well, you know? <laughs> Um, and, and I'm not, um, you know, condone or saying it has anything to do with your, 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 your period per se, but it's a huge, it's a huge piece, you know, um, it's, it's still a huge piece. So, um, I guess my next, my next question is, um, what's anxiety has to do with period? Does it affect it at all? I mean, I feel, I think I know the answer, but, um, does anxiety like can affect your period? Anxiety can affect your periods, and periods can affect your anxiety. So, yeah. <laughs> all of these, all of these are stellar loaded questions. But uh, anxiety, anxiety very much can affect your period. If you've ever had a month where stress has been higher than normal, most likely you've experienced a late period. You know the typical. I'm going to run to the grocery store. I'm going to grab a pregnancy test because my period's late. I swear it's late. And then once you actually relax after you realize maybe you didn't want to get pregnant and okay, <laughs> I'm pregnant, all of a sudden your period comes three days later. So right there, that shows you that stress and anxiety can affect your period. Um, Guilty of charge. <laughs> Guilty. Yeah. And in turn, your, your period can cause anxiety depending on what your hormones are doing. So uh, just to give you a little, a little bit of a, I guess, a science 101 lesson here is yeah. estrogen and progesterone are our two main sex hormones that are involved with our periods. Yes, the other hormones play, um, play a role, but estrogen and progesterone being the main players, if progesterone is lower than uh, we want it to be in, in general or in relation to estrogen, we will see a dip in mood. Progesterone is the hormone that allows for pregnancy to be maintained. It also is the hormone that is the most dominant in the last 14 days of our cycle that's waiting around, kind of, you know, wondering, is there an egg that was fertilized? Was there not an egg that was fertilized? Mm -hmm. If there wasn't one, then, you know, we shed the lining, we have our period, and we start over. If there was one, then progesterone continues to rise. And that's why when you talk to a lot of women um, especially in their first pregnancies, you'll you'll hear women say after they've had a baby, like, I felt the best when I was pregnant in terms of mood. Yes, maybe they had morning sickness physically, they didn't feel well, but in terms of mood, women are much more relaxed and chilled out um, than they are usually when they're not pregnant. Um, and that's due to progesterone. Progesterone is a very calming hormone. And so when progesterone is out of whack and estrogen's, you know, up in the skies, then we see a lot of this, uh, women will come in and they'll say, I'm anxious, I'm irritable, I have mood swings, um, I have breast tenderness, my husband always knows when my period's coming because I turn into, you know, a witch or whatever, I've heard, I've heard it all. Yeah. And so that's, that's why anxiety is so strongly linked to hormones, it's all because of progesterone. So if we can bring progesterone up, which is very possible in natural ways we use, um, we use herbs and supplements to do that, then when we bring progesterone up is when we see the switch um, with the anxiety picture. Uh, that's great. And like what I want to ask you about your own kind of stress management or like gramming techniques later, but 
Is there one thing you recommend most? And I know it's like a wide array because everybody's different. Um, but is there something you recommend the most in terms of like anxiety or like, I guess, um, progesterone enhancing uh, things you can do? Um, really just getting a hold of that stress. So cortisol, yeah. which is the stress hormone, is so great at messing up the other hormones. And nowadays we live in this constant fight or flight. You know, cortisol yeah. was created... Um, for us, you know, if we look back to our ancestors, when we were farmers or we were hunters and gatherers, or cortisol was there, not cholesterol, sorry, cortisol was there to allow us to, you know, get that adrenaline pumping and run away from that bear. It was there as a safety mechanism. And now we can be sitting in traffic and we get road rage and cortisol goes. We can, you know, be in an elevator and somebody looks at us the wrong way and we get in a bad mood and cortisol pumps out. So we've as a society, most of us have lost that break on cortisol. We need to we need to slow it down. We need to tell cortisol, almost repro reprogram ourselves into saying, you know what, cortisol doesn't need to be shot out right now. And so we have herbs that we use called adaptogens that go in and allow um, allow our adrenal glands, which are our glands that pump out cortisol, um, allows them to calm down and just kind of become more resilient to stress. We also talk very much about what can we do for ourselves in a day-to-day -day kind of ritual sense. So how do you start your morning? How do you end your day? How do you deal with stress? You know, do you run and get something to eat? Do you emotionally eat your stress away? Do you exercise your stress away? Do you go into nature? Do you even deal with your stress? A lot of times when I ask people uh, about stress in their appointment with me and I say could you please tell me what your stress is on a scale of 1 to 10 10 being the highest most people will say it's 12 Ugh. and so that just goes to show day in and day out our stress is too high and then when you ask women how do you deal with stress it's the longest silence I have in my whole visit no one can really answer it they say well I turn on the tv or I run to my phone and although that may feel like you're dealing with the stress that's distracting us from the stress that's not allowing us to acknowledge that we're stressed, feel what we're stressed, breathe through it, let it go and move on with our day. It's get, it's allowing us to be distracted, which pushes the stress even deeper. So stress is stress is very much linked to hormones, very much linked to anxiety. Um, and very much linked to fertility. Yes, and very much linked to fertility. Uh, my personal way of dealing with stress is grounding myself to the ground. So taking off my shoes, going out and putting my feet in the grass, putting my feet even on my office floor, um, taking my shoes off and just closing my eyes and feeling myself connect back with the universe. Uh, I also start my day with uh, deep belly breathing before I even get out of bed. And I end my day with gratitude journal journaling and deep belly breathing as well. And that's, that's an ongoing, you know, struggle yeah. for me as well. It doesn't come naturally for me to be able to kind of zone out uh, I was very much a type A driven personality, which is what got me into medical school. So it served, it served its purpose. But um, I, as I'm getting older, I'm starting to realize, you know what, I can't run at 100% um, speed all the time. I need to take time and recharge because if I can't look after myself, I can't look after my patients and I can't tell my patients to go do practices that I don't even do myself. It feels a little it's bit true. hypocritical. So I, I'm learning as much as I'm teaching my patients. Interrupting this incredibly heart-opening episode to let you know about my new yoga channel. 
If you're listening to this podcast as a SheQuest member, this feature is included with the Membership Sisterhood community. Yay! More than 10 yoga practices and curated yoga playlists for each class. Classes and programs are being uploaded on a monthly basis. If you aren't part of the membership and would like to try the yoga channel, this option is now available. Use the coupon SheYoga, that's S. H-E-Y-O-G-A, all big letters, to get one month free and tell the women and men you know and love about this stunning opportunity to develop a home yoga practice. SheQuest membership doors will open again in January, but until then, enjoy my yoga channel and say yes to moving, yes to connecting with your body, and yes to SheQuest. Now back to our ever-expanding conversation. A hundred percent. Everything you said there, hundred percent. And um, like I, in my personal story, um, I talk about how when like I slowed down, like that was a major piece for me. Um, I had really bad like PMS. And when <laughs> I taught myself to slow down when I had my period, like everything was so much better. Um, and I talk about, you know, like the magic of my menstrual cycle. And now like, instead of dreading like PMS and stuff, I kind of like welcome it in. Do you know what I mean? Like, but I've really, and like you, like I, you know, it's taken work for me. Like it's an effort for me to be like, to clear my schedule and to be like, you know, I'm not going to do anything today. And I'm, you know, the same, like super perfectionist and type A and be like to rest, like what's that, you know? And then at the same time, it's the only way that I found that, you know, to really see the the magic in that and like to to almost see my period, like as a new beginning every month. Um, Do you, do you believe in that as well? Or do you, um, how, like, if I tell you, I guess, like, do you see, you know, the, your period is magic <laughs> or like oh, your client's grid or like is this something you, what's that? I definitely do. And as much as, you know, we kind of feel silly saying it or whatever, it really, I know. If, you, if you really look at the female body and compare it to a male body, they don't get a report card every single month about their health. <laughs> you know, we get a report card every single month where we get to check in and say, Hey, this month was easy. Maybe, you know, maybe changing out that junk food for vegetables was better. Maybe decreasing the amount of alcohol I drink on a regular basis was better. You know, it's it's that monthly check-in that we, I think we're privileged to have. Um, whereas men, they can go on and on and on and they don't have any check-in until maybe they have prostate cancer and it's been too late. You know, um, yeah. and that's not to say that, you know, things can progress that we don't check in on. I know women, you know, get diagnosed with breast cancer and there was no warning or cervical cancer and there was no warning or they get really sick um, and they didn't have kind of a heads up. But at the same time, I think the more we become in tune with our mind and body, the more we can dive deeper into ourselves during our period. And at that time, we can really reflect on how do I really feel? You know, are these cramps telling me something more? Is what I'm feeling normal? Um, so I, I do think it's magical. And I think I think we're really privileged to have um, a report card every week that is a really, you know, a ticket, almost like an inside lens to, to our health. I love that. I'm stealing the report card okay. thing. <laughs> I hope that's okay. Just warning you. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, and talking about like this magic stuff, I just want you to touch on, cause you said you, um, you welcome a lot of women that are going through the menopausal period. And there's lots of women in our program that are, um, you know, that, that, that are in menopause and, you know, um, you know, I've done, I've read a lot of literature on how can that be too, like a really auspicious time. And could, could you just talk to us a little bit about that too? So I, I feel like there's a lot of fear around menopause. Um, yes. There, I think it's because the word itself evokes a lot of emotion in women, you know, to go from being able to bear children to almost closing that chapter in your life can be really emotionally triggering for women. And I think the yeah. biggest thing we need to do as um, healthcare professionals as people, as, you know, such as yourself that talk to women and have influence, um, have the ability to influence women is we need to demystify it. Um, menopause is a natural passage of life. Um, it's simply put, menopause is the final menstrual period and a time when those childbearing years have come to an end, but a time when other things start to flourish. Um, so I think if women were really taught what to expect in the years leading up to their last period, there would be less confusion and less fear around it. If you look at um, a menstrual woman and what she's going through in her late 40s and early 50s, hormonally speaking, it's very similar to a 13-year-old. Hormones are very up and down. They're all over the place. And women feel like they're riding this new roller coaster. You know, you you go through that in your teens and then everything kind of regulates. You're like, Oh, I got this for, you know, 20, 30 years, you know, you know, what's coming, what your symptoms are. And then all of a sudden life's throwing you a curveball again. And now you're trying to figure it out. So just knowing that there's so much that can be done for women that are going through menopause, they don't have to live with the hot flashes. They don't have to live with the vaginal dryness. They don't have to live with the mood swings. Um, and knowing that they're not doing anything wrong, it's their own hormones kind of taking that final plunge over the cliff. And they're like, okay, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to make any more eggs. So I don't need this to be as high. And so it's, it's those real dips in the hormones that, um, make women feel so crummy, but they don't have to be. So naturopathic medicine does wonders for menopause. I treat a lot of menopause in my practice and I've had great success with it. And the bottom line is if it doesn't feel normal, it probably isn't normal and go talk to somebody about it. Yeah. And I love that last bit, the intuitive bit, you know, to trust that the intuition, you know, to be like, maybe I should see someone or, you know, even if it's just for self-knowledge, you know, and education, you know, leading up to, you know. And intuition is so, so strong. I find, especially in women, I'm sure men have it, but they don't talk about it. Um, but even in women like look at the intuition of a mother right Ugh. husbands partners you know they always they always turn around and say I know my own husband he says how did you know that you're how did you know that he was gonna fall off the bed a second before he fell off and I was like I don't know I just yeah. felt it and it's you don't even really realize it until until you start to tap into it and so I always and that too is a muscle. Yeah. That too is a muscle. Yeah, and yeah. I always tell women like tap into that intuition. Your gut is telling you something. Go, go chase after it. Um. So, so you know, like I said, if it doesn't feel normal, whether it's PMS, whether it's your gut, whether it's menopause, if it doesn't feel normal, it probably isn't normal. And so, go go talk to somebody you trust about it. 
Great, great message. Um, I just want to veer gears a little bit. I've had some questions from women that um, follow me on Instagram, and I just thought we could ask you them if you're okay with it. Sure. Okay, so I have three. The first one is, are there any holistic dietary changes that would be recommended during menstruation? So the biggest ones I recommend during menstruation is removing dairy. Um, if you really need your, your cheese, which I know a lot of women love, then <laughs> your goat cheese. Um, switch to goat cheese rather than cow's cheese. Um, but and what's the dairy? What does the dairy, dairy do? It's very inflammatory. Um, yeah. It increases the inflammation in the body. So if we can decrease that inflammation, we can usually decrease quite a bit of the pain that women experience with the PMS. Um, as well as looking at your sugar intake, sugar, I always tell people sugar is the new devil. Um, sugar is very pro-inflammatory and then a lot of times grains, especially wheat and gluten. So when people tend to remove those um, from their diet, they see a big shift in the physical symptoms uh, that their periods are giving them. So those, those would be my top three recommendations. That being said, everybody's health is individualized. So if they've tried those and they don't work, they may, there may be something else. Um, but if they haven't tried anything before, give those a try and see see if that makes any shift in, in their symptoms. Those are great. Thank you. And then the second question was cramps. What causes it and how can we help them? And she was being, uh, you know, that woman was being specific, like not a Band-Aid fix, like an, taking an Advil or something, something deeper than that. What would you recommend? Okay. So menstrual cramps, um, they're the worst. Um, <laughs> I've had them and I hate them. Um, so women struggling with menstrual cramps are usually deficient in magnesium. So magnesium is the number one mineral deficiency in North America. I'm taking notes right now. <laughs> so Amazing. the number one mineral deficiency in North America. It used to be in our soil everywhere. And now we crop rotate, pesticide the heck out of everything. And so a lot of people are deficient in magnesium. And magnesium is actually involved in over 300 enzymatic processes in the body. Um, the way that it specifically targets menstrual cramps is it helps to lower prostaglandins. Now you're probably thinking, what in the world are prostaglandins? So prostaglandins are hormone-like substances that cause cramping in the body to the point where it can be severe and debilitating. So the way medications work is they block the receptor um, for the prostaglandins. Um, however, you know, there's long-term effects from ibuprofen and Tylenol, whether it's bad on our bad to our gut or it's hard on our liver um, or we just don't want to take medications. That's perfectly fine. Um, so I always tell people try magnesium. So the elevated level of prostaglandins, prostaglandins are associated with the, the more painful menstrual cramps and magnesium helps to calm those prostaglandins down. So everybody and their dog, in my opinion, should be on magnesium anyway, because there were deficient in it. Um, I have a lot of people say, well, I don't think I'm deficient in it. And then they try it and then they come back and say, well, I don't know if it's working. And so my recommendation is always, if you want to find out if something's working or not, stop taking it. So yeah. they stop taking the magnesium and it's usually three to four days later, they're calling me, they're emailing me, or they're back in my office and they're like, I want another bottle of my magnesium. Um, <laughs> so magnesium is amazing. Everything from mood to menstrual cramps to musculoskeletal health to headaches to migraines to you name it, magnesium basically can can help with it. So magnesium is the biggest thing 
I recommend for women with menstrual cramps. If magnesium's not making enough of a movement, um, then I'd suggest they they book in with somebody they trust to dig a little bit deeper and see what else is going on with those cramps because there are there are certain medical conditions that can be causing the cramping too that we would want to rule out. Yeah. And um can you only take the magnesium in supplement? You can take yeah, you can only get it you can get it in your food, but the problem is, is we're not getting enough in our food because the soil is such a poor source now. So we give it in supplement. You can get it, um, you can get magnesium in an IV form too. There's doctors out there that do IVs. Um, but in for the everyday person, uh, supplement form, it comes in powder. It comes in, you know, uh, different flavors for kids. It comes in capsule form. Um, there's, there's lots of ways you can take magnesium, lots of different brands, lots of different strengths, lots of different kinds of magnesium. So it's really important that you do talk to a healthcare professional about getting the right kind of magnesium. Some magnesiums have a laxative effect. Um, you know, and if you're already cramping, I don't think you're going to want the one that's going to cause you to cramp and go to the bathroom all day long. So well, it's best to check in with one of your healthcare providers around magnesium and, uh, and get, get on the right one. Yeah. Um, and I've told, I've kind of mentioned about it, but I know when I like rest and I know we don't have that luxury all the time, but it really, I mean, I couldn't believe it how much, uh, less cramp I was having, you know, the cramp almost being an indicator, like slow down, you know? Exactly. Well, even, even taking, you know, hot baths with Epsom salts, Epsom salts is, is, uh, magnesium, a form of magnesium, right? So. Uh so yeah magnesium's magnesium's amazing resting is also awesome um but like you said you know if your period decides to show up monday morning and you need to be at work with the ability to want to do something magnesium also comes in a spray uh which i forgot to mention too and i use that a lot i spray it right on my back and your skin's your biggest organ of absorption and it absorbs really beautifully through the back and i've seen a lot of relief with that too and you can get magnesium oil sprays at almost any health food store so that works great too. Amazing. So much good stuff. Um, and then I got one last question. Um, and maybe you can, I didn't even know what it was. So maybe you can enlighten us on that. Um, is there a way to heal high grade dysphagia on the cervix? So high grade dysphagia is, um, yes, it can, it can be done to a certain point naturally. Um, I'm not sure how many naturopathic doctors have the training here in Nova Scotia. Um, what is it? Do you what mind? Going to, what they do is they actually paint your cervix. So what they do is it's almost like a paintbrush. Um, and they mix a bunch of different herbs, minerals, vitamins, um, natural products up. And they paint your cervix in a certain sequence. So there's things like turmeric that are used, um, other herbs that are really um beneficial to the to the cervix and they they go in and they actually paint it so it's it's like you're getting a path um but they're painting your cervix with these herbs and you go back over a series of different um visits until we see a regression in those cells so depending on how high your dysplasia is depends on how successful um the treatment's going to be um but i have i've done it in my residency when I was in BC, I've seen successes with it. Um, it's called, um, I always pronounce it wrong. What is it called? S S Carage, S Carage. 
I think that's what it's called. Um, but it, basic, it basically is using natural products and going right to the source. So targeting the cells right where they are and trying to heal um, the cervix. And the dysphagia itself, is, uh, it's a growth. It's just it's, cell growth it's around the cervix. Is that it? Um, so if left, if left to its own accord, it can okay. develop into cervical cancer. But it's not, and it's in different stages. So that's um, that's what they're checking when you get a pap smear. They're checking the, the, if you have any cervical dysplasia. So dysplasia is a fancy word for cells that don't look right. right. All right. Well, thanks so much for answering that. Um, and then I usually go on, and I guess you've answered them already. You enlighten us with like your own self-exploration tool for personal growth. And um, we kind of have the same. I love doing the same thing, like putting my feet on the ground. And I love going to the beach, actually. I like, I like push sand on my feet, and that makes me feel really grounded. So thank you for those in your gratitude journal. So these are all things we actually like – do in SheQuest as part of the program and whatnot. Um, but I guess because we're talking about like our periods, um, do you record your period every month? Do you like recommend, um, is there tools that, um, you know, could you have, I guess that would make us feel empowered through our periods, would you think? I record it through an app on my phone. So I use the Flow app, F-L-O. So I use the Flow app to record my period every month because it has the option of recording like your mute, your mood and um, yeah. all your PMS symptoms and whether, you know, you have, did you have protective sex? Did you have unprotected sex? So if you get pregnant, you can kind of go back to see, okay, when did I actually conceive? So I find it very detailed, um, which I like. Yeah. I'm a detail-oriented person. So that's the one that I like. It's also free, which is an added bonus. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. I, use, I mean, there's tons. There's tons. I use like Period Diary. I think there's there's a few of them, right? Yeah. The, oh yeah. There's tons out there. There's ones you can pay top dollar for. There's ones you can get for free. Right, right, right. Um, it really depends on how detailed do you want to get. But I find of all the ones that I've tried, I have found Flow to be the best for being a free app. Amazing. So I should, I'll write a note. I should, we'll write that down on your flow app because those are really great tool. Great. Um, and then my last little bit of questions, they're just kind of little quick answers and just more like personal, I guess. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> uh, what, do you have like a favorite mantra? I do. Uh, my favorite mantra is life doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, do you have a favorite flower? Orchids. Yay. Um, uh, any, a favorite book that you've read in the past six months? And it could be fiction, nonfiction, anything. Um, or perhaps one you recommend for a specifically our subject, but it doesn't have, again, yeah. I, I love books. Um, I have too many of them. Um, my favorite book right now is called The Period Repair Manual. Ooh. And it's by Lara Bryden, who is also a naturopathic doctor um, in, I believe she's in the United States. So sh this one, uh, really anything by Lara Bryden of Viva Ram, who's a medical doctor, but also a herbalist and a midwife, which I think is an awesome combination of professions. So she's very like naturopathic minded, but she's a medical doctor. So maybe falls under the functional medical doctor title and then um anything by jolene brighton who's another naturopathic doctor out of portland oregon uh she just wrote a book on post-birth control syndrome so that's another thing i'm diving pretty deep into 
lately is when women come off of birth control, how do we fix their bodies? Because usually there's a lot of stuff that's not working optimal for most women. And uh, because everything's been suppressed for so long on the birth control pill, uh, we, we usually have quite a few things that we need to work through. So that's, that's my, those are the few books that are on my bedside table right now. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you. Uh, and then do you have a favorite podcast? Uh, my favorite podcast, right, um, that I've been listening to a lot lately has been Oprah's Soulful Conversation. Oh, yeah, that's like tough. I love Oprah. I wish she was still on TV. I remember, you know, being seven or eight years old, running home from school and eating my lunch and asking mom if we could turn on Oprah. So <laughs> I I love, love, love Oprah. But um, yeah, there's, there's a ton of good podcasts out there. Sweet. Thanks. And then uh, yoga or running? Or anything else? Um, <laughs> not running. Um, I I have to sadly admit that I have done only yoga once in my life, but I am working on getting back into it. Um, you do a gratitude journal, so that's almost the same thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, I need to get my body moving way more than it got than it is moving. I got pretty lazy lazy during medical school, uh, trying you know trying to power through those four yeah. years newborn child I had my son halfway through medical school so trying to get both of those both of those uh no excuse no excuses for it but uh I need I need to get my bum moving a bit more so yoga is definitely uh definitely on my radar so if I had to pick between the two I'd say yoga oh my god we'll have to have you on again to tell us how did you manage having a kid in medical school <laughs> that is so bad <laughs> amazing um and do you do you read like books uh you know and hardcovers or kindle hardcover okay me too and coffee or wine I think I know that answer wine <laughs> yay and then one last question it's loaded all the questions are pretty much loaded but um you know knowing what you know about women's cycle now what do you wish women like knew the most like the most about their cycles that they don't have to be hard mm. uh, that PMS is not normal Mm-hmm. And that if you have PMS and, you know, you want to, if you have PMS and you want to dive a little bit deeper, then, then reach out to somebody who, who focuses in that in their practice. Because, you know, when you, when you tell women that having cramps and having heavy bleeding and having clots and having spotting and having mood swings and all of this is not normal, they look at me like a deer with their head, <laughs> deer with their head in the headlights. And I, and I, I literally tell them it's not normal. It's something is out of balance. I can guarantee you something is out of balance, whether it's inflammation, hormones, your stress hormone, your thyroid, like something. Right. And so a lot of times women think that hormones are only important for their period and for creating a child and hormones are important for so much more than that. Our metabolism, our mood, our muscles, our bones, everything functions off of hormones. And there's so many more hormones than just our sex hormones. And so hormones don't have to be scary. I totally get it. It's overwhelming. I do this every day of my life and I still get overwhelmed by hormones and still have to reteach myself that I learned in stuff that I learned in first year of medical school. So if you're overwhelmed and you find it huge and daunting, reach, reach out to somebody because I can guarantee you that they can make it better. Amazing. Great. Just great message. Thank you so much. Um, where, how can we support you, Dr. Cassandra? Like where, where can we find you? Um, yeah. 
I so I practice out of an office on the corner of Quimpool and Quinn, um, Quimpool Road in Halifax. So I practice out of Dr. Catherine McAdams and Associates. It's a small multidisciplinary clinic, and I'm one of two naturopathic doctors in there. Um, so you can find me there. I'm there Tuesdays and Thursdays and Fridays and every other Saturday. Um, and if you live outside of the city, I also travel to Barrington Passage in Mahone Bay once a month. Um, to help those communities out with uh, natural health care. So you can also find me there. What about online? Online, I'm, I have Instagram. So Dr. The DR, not actually Dr. Spelt Out, but Dr. Cassandra Connolly, ND for Naturopathic Doctor on Instagram. Same thing on Facebook. I have LinkedIn under my name. Um, I pretty much have it all except for, except for Twitter. Amazing. Well, thanks again so much. This was so educational. Like it was so, uh, I'm so glad we had you on. Thank you so much for your presence and accepting to come and teaching us about women's cycles and rhythm. I hope to have you back. Will you come back? I, I definitely will come back. No problem. Um, thanks so much for having me. It was great, great chatting. And uh, I wanted to, I wanted to extend a little offer to members of your SheQuest community. Yeah. Um, if they if they want to book in and see me or even come and chat, I wanted to let everyone know that I do offer free 15-minute discovery sessions where they can come for, you know, a little bit of a chat and see if naturopathic medicine is something that works for them. If they want to um, just come and meet me face-to-face, sometimes people want to put a face to the name before they work with somebody. Yeah. They want to they be referred to somebody else. That's awesome, too. So I do offer those. And then for the month of August and September, I'm offering a $30 off of the first visit to kind of give people a little, uh, a little bit of a financial break to see if they, you know, if they want to work with a naturopathic doctor, um, then by all means, they can book in and, and use um, the promo podcast 150. Yay. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to write that podcast 150. Um, send me this and I will make sure that it's in our uh, little window where they have the podcast. So everyone knows where to get that. If anybody has any questions or concerns, I'm always, you know, always open to chatting about hormones. I love everything to do with periods and hormones, fertility and things like that. So I'm here to meet you. Yay. And thanks so much for your offer. Thanks. Bye. Kissy Andrew. Bye. bye.